All right. So the year is 2016. And this is a big one. We get married. Spoiler alert. February 20th. 2016 we are wed in holy matrimony on the canal by reverend victoria mason i believe it's her last name oh wow that may be telling um but she was awesome oh my god marry me indy if you're in in indianapolis indiana she is phenomenal um And Trees just actually, you were at a wedding that she officiated just here recently in 2021. But okay, let's rewind to the day I decided to say, just fuck it. Let's get married right now. Two different, two different things occurred. So the first Everyone knew we were engaged. My sister, my older sister is also engaged at this time. And I'm like, um, we're on the phone. It's a conference call, wedding conference call. Me, my mom, my sister. And my mom's asking me about the flowers that I want for my wedding because I knew that I wanted something small and quick and, you know, just cheap and cheap and easy. Me and we're not really planners. Like, we don't want to go the distance with the planning of anything as manifesting generators. While something is lighting us up, let's just fucking go do it and get it done with, which is, I'm sure, how we ended up eloping in the first place, right? But we're talking about flowers, and I'm like, I don't know the difference between silk flowers and real flowers and what the venue will allow. It was a barn at the time. I was obsessed with barn weddings, and I was like, if this is how it is planning a wedding, I don't even want to know. My sister's talking about how expensive her flowers were, but she's gotten them from this lady and it's the whole deal. And then she's got these pillars and I'm like, oh my God, what? This is too much. Okay. I put them on hold. They don't even hear me say, hey, hold on. They're still talking, arguing about real flowers versus silk. And I'm like, hey, do you want to elope? Like, I don't ever want to fucking talk about this again. I don't, I don't want to be a part of a fucking flower conversation for 45 minutes ever fucking again. And she's like, oh no, you like, you like, look at me. And you're like, will that get you off of the phone? Like you've been on the phone for a real long time. Like, yes, hang up. And I'm like, okay, I don't know about the flowers. Fuck the flowers. Good night. Hang up. And it's February. So it's my birthday month. February 4th is my birthday. And Aquarius, because I already know you're thinking in your head or wanting to say out loud, <laughs> you're Pisces, you're Pisces. I'm not. No offense to the Pisces out there. Hey, Lou. But on my birthday, I, it, I'm i always back and forth with my birthday because it's like, should I celebrate it? Like, should I really make it a big to-do like some people do for their birthdays? Or do I be more humble about it? Do I just be inwardly thankful and grateful for, you know, another year around the sun? And I have a niece and I share my birthday with, uh, with my niece. And so I never, ever since she was born, I never wanted anyone to think that I was felt, felt that she'd taken the day away from me. Like, Oh, somebody else has my birthday. Like I, I never want them to feel that way because I never really felt that way. And so I was just conditioned to, to just be there on my birthday in a supporting role, but also like in a, 
yeah, hey, happy birthday. I know it's, it's me too. Oh, wow, I probably should have been this close to the microphone. You really need to be here to produce this podcast. God damn it, I'm so sad this is a secret. I really need your help. <laughs> but this birthday comes around and I made plans. Like I, I had things for for us to do, for, for my family to do. And my dad was supposed to come. My sister was supposed to come. My mom was supposed to come. My brother was supposed to come. And nobody came. I rented this escape room. And it was like the who's your room or something like that. You had to find the missing state title. And nobody came. Do y'all know how intimidating it was to show up? And they're like, hey, where's the rest of your party? It's supposed to be like eight of us. And I'm like, oh, we're still waiting. And I'm calling people. And, you know, my sister's like, hey, we're still at the hotel. The kids wanted to go swimming. So, you know, we're, we're not going to make it to the to the hotel, not the hotel, to the escape room. And I'm like, bum the fuck out. But I'm like, hey, okay, I get it. Y'all have so much fun. Like, you know, it's, it's her birthday too. You know, I genuinely enjoy the pool, enjoy the hotel party. I don't want y'all to cut that short for an escape room. Like, you know, come on. And so then I call my mom and I forget, I've, I've probably blocked out why my mom couldn't make it. Um, but I want to say she had ended up going home early or something like that. And I was like, what? Okay. My brother was with my sister at the hotel and my dad, quite honestly, me and my dad's relationship, you know, goes up and down, you know, these things. And so, you know, that's just who knew, who knew if he was going to show up or not. But he was like, oh yeah, no, I'm coming. I'm on my way. And I'm like, okay, well, they're telling us they can't hold the room any longer. Like at this point, we need to come on to getting on to these clues and figuring this room out. And in true typical my dad fashion, he's late as fuck and he ends up coming, but we were done with the escape room by that point. And also let me just say that we fucking escaped. We had like two minutes and some change left on that timer, but I was great at looking around the room, observing, observing, and looking at stuff like, mm -mm, that don't look right. That look like it's out of place. That don't look like it should be right there. So I'm flipping over stuff. And while I'm uncovering the clues, you begin to piece them together. And it was in that moment when we escaped that room that I said, this is it. I'm about to marry her today. We don't need nobody else. We just escaped a room by ourselves, bitch. We got time left. Got time to spare, ho. I could have sat in. I could have I sat right in that room and stared at that camera. We ain't never asked for no hint. We ain't never asked for no clue. And that girl was like, well, I'm just going to give you the clues because I feel bad your party didn't come. We was like, no, nah, don't give us no clue. We don't need no clue, ho. We got this. If it's one thing we got, it's this. I'm about to turn this room upside down. She's going to put them clues together. Bada bing, bada boom. We're done, baby. And we were. And so we escaped and we took our picture. And we leave. And she's like, well, what do you want to do now? And I'm like, I had so much fun. I don't want you to think that I didn't have fun. But I just want to go home. Like, I'm really bummed and that nobody came. But I'm starting to understand that I don't need anybody else to come. Like if it was just you and me doing this, doing doing fun stuff like that, just the two of us from here on out, I think I would be okay. Like I feel like 
I should be more bummed or I should have been bummed for longer. But once we escaped that room, it was like, we are unstoppable. Unlimited. Together we're unlimited. Yeah, that's a little wicked because I love wicked. And yeah, you know, I love that. So you knew that was going to happen. But it was like, this relief and this sense of, okay, I know I've been telling you to be comfortable this whole time, Indy, but now you can really, really get comfortable. And so I believe at dinner, at dinner that night, or maybe when we got home back to Park Place, we talked about just just eloping and, and doing our own thing. And we started to plan and do all of the things. And that's when that conversation about them flowers happened because I was like, oh, hell no, I'm not doing this no more, never again. Um, but also, before we got to that point, we told our parents and we planned this, I mean, in some days because February 4th is my birthday. And we talked about it then, but didn't do any, like, take any actionable steps towards it. I want to say we planned that wedding in like six days or something like that. And so uh, we called our parents to let them know that we decided to move the wedding up to as soon as possible. And I'm like, whoo, listen, let's start off with my mama because we're going to start off on a good note. She's always been very supportive. Like she's going to be quick and easy. It's going to be exciting. And that's going to give us the positive momentum to go into the conversation with your mama, honey the bring of bad news, okay? And so we call my mom, who I, I lovingly and affectionately call Junebug, sometimes Junie Bug with an IE in the middle of there. And Sister Girl was not having it. She was like, what? No, what? Why y'all moving it up? What's the rush? What, what's going on? What's happening? Talk to me. And I'm like, girl, let me take you off speakerphone. Stop embarrassing me. What the hell are you talking about? Boop, 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 boop. You knew, we, you knew we were engaged. Like, I don't, we're, did you think we were never going to get married? I don't understand. And she was like, well, there's a big difference between engaged and married. I thought I had more time. Me, completely shocked, confused, and embarrassed. <laughs> Ma'am, more time? What? More time for what? More time for you to think about trying to talk me out of it or something? Okay, now you want to hold on to me after you didn't threw me to this lady for the past 18 months? Okay, y'all understand that I'm saying 18 months, but still, she just let me go with that lady across the country, right? A month after meeting her. But now you're talking about some, you, I'm, I'm mad you moved up the wedding. You knew there was going to be a wedding. We was just on the phone talking about flowers for 45 minutes last week. What the hell? So... I, in typical India fashion, just decide I'm done with it. I'm done with the conversation. I love my mom very dearly. I really do anything to disrespect her um, intentionally. And I know the things that, you know, are her, not her, her pain points, but her trigger points. Like she doesn't like when people say lying. She says, you know, say that they're telling a story. She's like one of those type of moms. And I hung up on her. I sure did. I was like, no. No, because you're not about to you're you're not about to treat me like this. You're not about to treat my future wife like this. Like you knew we were getting married. That's what the hell an engagement is for. So no. Hung up on her, went in the bathroom, and was just crying, mad. I mean, I'm like shaking mad. I'm red. 
And she calls back with the quickness, honey. And all I hear is, did she hang up on me? Did you just hang up on me? And I was in that bathroom like, oh, my God, I'm not going to get married because I surely am going to be dead. Surely she is about to jump on the highway. And that's it. That's the end of me. But in that moment, let it be the end of me because I'm, listen, by the time you get here, honey, I'm, the ink done been dragged, signed, sealed, delivered, I'm hers. So you're going to have to go through her to get to me, honey. But you being the ever loving person that you are, answered the phone, even when I told you not to, and you were like, hey, it's me. India's really upset. She won't come out of the bathroom. <laughs> and my mom was like, well, I know she better not be disrespecting me, hanging up on me. And I'm talking from the other side of the bathroom. I don't know who you are. This isn't the mom that I raised. And, you know, Therese begins to talk. You begin to talk and, and kind of calm her down. And she's like, I just don't want her to do something that she's going to regret because India is a giver. And Therese, she will give, give, give. And she's just dated a lot of really terrible people. Then all they did, they just took. And she won't say that she needs anything. She, she'll just be miserable and you'll have her all the way down in Atlanta because I, I wanted to move to Atlanta after graduating. I was like, I'm going to work for Turner. This is going to be great. Oh, that didn't happen. But look, here I am. I'm making it on my own. But, you know, she was just scared that I was going to be somewhere out of reach and be unhappy and in, in a, another abusive relationship. And Teresa was like, no, like, I love her. I think she is one of the best people I've ever met. You said all these kind things. And <laughs> out of nowhere, my mom, she like replies back to what, what you just said. And I'm telling you, it was something like whirlwind romantic of how much you adored me or something like that. And she was like, because I just don't want to have to come down there and beat you up. <laughs> so I come storming out of the bathroom and I'm like mom oh my god why would you tell her that you don't want to beat her up I've asked this girl to marry me <laughs> and you are just so amused that my mom would say that she would beat you up <laughs> on my behalf to defend my honor that you're just like yeah I don't know it's just I just feel like looking at you you're looking like how could I not love her like this lady mom then her mom's just threatened me yo <laughs> to beat me up should I ever harm her daughter and I just think that's hilarious I I, I didn't know my mom had that in her and whoo girl she surely was something else and we ended up calling your mom and your mom was so happy she was so happy and you were, I think you were so afraid of how her reaction was going to be with us moving it up. And you were like saying things like, you know, I understand if you don't want to come, if you don't want to be a part of the day, like, you know, I get where you stand on, on same sex marriages. And she was like, why wouldn't I be there? Like, you're getting married. You're my daughter. You're my child. Why wouldn't I want to see that? Why wouldn't I want to be a part of that day? And she came. And it was a beautiful 80-degree day in the middle of winter, February 20th, 2016, in Indianapolis, Indiana. 
it was 80 something degrees outside. And I remember us getting ready for the day and writing our vows and even delivering our vows. They were so in sync and we talked about the same things in different ways. And it was just so great. It was so great. We picked out our wedding outfits together and I didn't have a traditional white dress and you didn't have a traditional suit. I had a blush pink dress. I feel like I've always wanted to get married in a pink dress after ever since I heard. Um, oh, wow. I'm spacing on her name, but I'm looking right at her face. Jessica Beale. Maybe Justin Timberlake's wife. She got married in a very light blush pink dress, wedding dress, and I loved it. Oh, my God. And so when I found the pink dress that I that I use as my wedding dress, I was like, this is perfect. Got some navy blue heels and you wore white, a white shirt, a navy blue blazer and green pants and brown boots, the brown boots that I got you. And we were the cutest damn thing walking. Ty took our pictures and oh my God, since then his photography business has blown the fuck up. Oh, it was such a great day. It was such, such a great day. We had, instead of a reception, we went and walked Mass Ave. We got tacos. Um, Oh, oh, we got Here Comes the Bride, the cupcake. Oh, what is that place on Mass Ave? Is that the Flying Cupcake? Or is that Gigi's Cupcakes? Maybe the Flying Cupcake. But we walked Mass Ave. We went to that wine bar, that delicious wine, that Lolia wine. Fell in love with that. Drunk saying, Lauren Hill, you're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. You be like heaven to touch. I want to hold you so much. Oh, at long last love has arrived. And I thank God I'm alive. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my love of you. Love that song. Oh, such a great day. But that wasn't our wedding song. Our wedding song was Beyonce and Luther Vandross. So amazing. And it's so amazing. Amazing. Oh, I don't even know which. (laughs) Which verse to go to first. Because it's like they all just hit so hard. And we were just floating, floating on cloud nine. Tranquil, tranquil on cloud nine, living our best lives. Ah, uh-huh, you see what I did there? Ah, inside jokes. <laughs> but it was a great day. We were late as usual, running. We had to get that nasty ass Hardee's. Oh, it was disgusting. Oh, and then we went to the club. And do you remember my daddy's girlfriend at the time? Oh, my God. We are in the club. I mean, we in the club. Fucked up. We got our people with us. We got our pe- the hottest in the city, and we keep them with us. Okay? Now, I done smoked. I done drank. I done had a little midday romp. I am lifted at the club. And it was the club that you used to DJ at. You remember we used to have midnight softball nights that we used to go to. And you used to DJ at Hayes on the weekends. You drive down after work and DJ at Hayes. And we went there after um, Hidden Mass Ave. 
and ate those delicious ass chicken wings, strawberry head edibles at uh at the door for us. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say that, girl. You might need to run. But we are just sitting living our best lives and she just comes over to the table and says, I just feel felt the Holy Spirit tell me to come over here and pray for y'all. <laughs> Like, I can't make this shit up. Can't make this up. The Holy Spirit told me to come over here and pray for y'all. Pray with y'all. And we like, uh, I mean, okay. Thank you. And she praying. And after like a minute, I look up. Baby, you're still in it. You like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yes. mm -hmm, Amen. Yes, Lord. mm Mm-hmm. And I'm looking like, what? Hello? Can you see me? Open your eyes. What is happening to us? Because why would this lady spend the next 10 minutes praying for us at a club while we're high and drunk and she had to? Ma'am, if you don't get your anointed hands off of me, I'ma knock your ass out like fight night. And it's not that we weren't appreciative or grateful to the prayer and the kind words that she was sending up to the Lord on behalf of us and our union. It was just the sheer length. When I tell y'all this prayer was 10 minutes, it was probably 20. And I literally had to just, okay, thank you. You got to stop and you getting louder. Your hand is up, man. We are at a club. We're at a club. This is my reception. It's a ghetto, ghetto reception. My uncle Terry came. He said something crazy and hilarious. He probably held threatened to beat you up too. I believe that was the, uh, (laughs) I believe that was the message that he'd said to you that he don't want to have to shoot you, but he would. And I believe him. I believe him. But it was a great, great wedding day, great wedding night. Oh, it don't matter what we do, who we with, where we at. We just have a good time. Like we're a good time. And I know that when I made that decision on my birthday, I I knew life was going to be a good time. I knew life was going to be a good time with you. Um. So after, after this whirlwind of an elopement. I graduate that spring and I don't only graduate with my Bachelor of Arts in Com Studies, but I graduate with my missus degree and that's how I decorate my graduation cap. And oh it was it was just so great. I felt so supported. And the moment that I felt so supported is after I got done with the school wide commencement. It was like a four-hour-long graduation, five-hour-long graduation. I mean, just long as hell. I had been there early in the morning. And it's like, you know, two, three o'clock at this point. I had never felt so supported. Until I saw you walking towards me with that chicken tender tray. (laughs) You had the chicken tenders, the fries, the pop. 
the sauce. I had honey mustard. I had barbecue. I had ranch. I had ketchup. I mean, I was stuffing my face and dipping and stuffing my face. I didn't care who was looking, and it was people looking. And you ain't care who was looking. You was like, baby, just eat. I know you hungry. And girl, goddamn it, I was ravenous, okay? Ravenous. And again, it was then that it was solidified that you are just my person. Please feed me. Feed me, Seymour. Thank you. That's all I ever want to do is eat and not gain no weight. That's all any any woman, any person ever really wants to do. <laughs> but um, with this graduation came us moving in together. And <laughs> I remember us finally getting everything moved and driven down the highway to Lafayette and getting everything into the house and Jessica helping and all of these boxes are in the living room. And I'm like, it's not that I hadn't been to this apartment before. Like this apartment, we knew I'd be moving into this one. We'd gotten the keys together. I believe my name was on the lease, like everything, the whole nine yards. I still, on that first night moving in, felt like it was a a new house, a, a, a different atmosphere, a different experience. And so here I am walking through this maze of boxes, like do, do, do. Okay. We're here. You know, what's next? You know, what do we do now? And you were like, <laughs> well, we sit down, we watch TV are you hungry? We eat dinner. Like we do the same things we've been doing. Like this ain't new to us. This, you know, we true to this. What? And I'm like, girl, we ain't never lived together. This is brand new. Like a baby's bottom. I don't know what you mean. And so <laughs> family guy is on and I sit down on the couch and I'm like, okay. Oh, right. This is nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just nerding out. And you're like, girl, relax. Like, you know, what you want to eat? And we probably ended up eating White Castle because 2016 is also the year that we definitely discovered the White Castle app. <laughs> and we would order White Castle. We ordered like $30 worth of White Castle. And y'all know how much food that is at White Castle. And because the app was new and they were trying to drive so many customers to using it, they constantly had deals. And I mean, great deals. We would have 30, $40, 30 or $40 order and it would get discounted to like 20 bucks, 25 bucks. And I'm like, man, this is delicious. White Castle ain't nothing but a five minute drive. And it's always so good at this location. And so... We, we began to live our lives and I remember having a mattress on the floor. Ooh, and I haven't talked about sex in an episode or two, but I may be kicking this back to 2015. You may have to jog my memory when you listen to this episode. Was the sex mattress that was on the floor 2015 or was that 2016? We had a lot of good romps on that mattress, girl. If y'all ain't never had sex on a mattress that was on the floor, man, y'all are missing out on some true, true, just angles, man. Angles. You can really leverage yourself with a mattress on the floor, honey. It was, that was some good sex right there. Mm-hmm. We were experimental. We were trying things. I um wasn't 
the fondest of penetrative sex at the time and you were so patient with me and ended up just switching roles all together which I am forever grateful for because you know I got to learn a different side of me but the sex was great and I feel like I talk about 2014-2015 Indian tree sex all the time because boy oh boy you talk about some steamy sex life ain't got nothing on us honey who was B&B <laughs> they don't want to see you or me in them sheets especially not no mattress on the floor oh what a good time um but something that we learned in 2016 is that it's not always a good time and during the times where it doesn't feel like a good time if nothing else remaining friends is the best way to move through it you know to move past it uh we had one of our our biggest fights in 2016 our first our first big fight and i believe it had a lot to do with um <laughs> Mismanaged expectations, becoming roommates, uh, a lot of problems early on were because we weren't being honest and we weren't saying the things that we needed to say. Maybe we were a lot more performative in those early years, especially in those early months. And I remember the fair was in town and I love the fair. It just, I know those rides seem rickety and dangerous, but that just makes them even more alluring. Like what? I could get on this twisty toss and get tossed. Oh my God. Yes. Take my tickets. Thank you. You know, I just, <laughs> I love fairs. I love fair food. I love elephant ears and funnel cakes and soft serve ice cream and everything there is just my jam. And you love the games and, you know, being competitive and winning stuff for me. And so, you know, it just, it just made sense that that date to the, to the county fair was going to be epic. And, we get there and it is a, a walking nightmare. It's a nightmare date. It's like the worst date I'd ever been on. And I was like, I don't understand why you're being so mean. We're at a fair. Hold my hand, smile, laugh. You can have fun, loosen up. What's happening? And you like, you weren't talking about it. You were being like avoidant. And and so I did what I I did best, what what I knew back then, which was let you avoid, which was let you avoid it. Um, dang, <laughs> you're not here to tell me the right mic protocol and etiquette. <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't I wasn't equipped back then to to really have the uncomfortable and crucial conversations that we needed to have. Uh before before the big blow up before the big blow up so we go home you know we we get that it wasn't a good date we get that we're unhappy we get that something doesn't feel right but we don't talk about it and we go home and it's the it's a holiday weekend and so we go back home to Hammond and we're at my mom's apartment oh wow she had an apartment back then um but we go there and I went to get breakfast. I believe I'm the one that went to get breakfast. And I came back and you were just in this sour ass fucking mood. And I'm like, man, I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> I'm 
typical India fashion. I just, oh my goodness, hard things back then was like, I've been performing this role and now I'm just going to drop all the fucking charades. This is the bare bones minimum of energy I have, which is zero, zero fucks given. I have to, this is survival mode India right now. I'm in self-preservation. I'm cool. I'm distant. I'm calculating. I'm direct. And I am matter of fucking fact. And so I'm like, I tried to be nice to you. I tried to ask you these questions, but I'm not about to do this. And it was like, before it, it had even gotten to that point, I was still performing, you know, not getting to that level and asking you what's going on with you. And, you know, I, I feel there's something happening. And I had said something to the effect of, you know, we were at the fair and you weren't having a good time. It was like you didn't want to be there with me. And you was like, I didn't want to fucking be there with you. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, as your wife, I don't get that comment. I don't understand. If you didn't want to be at the fair with me, then who did you want to be there with? <laughs> And you were probably like, you know, nobody. I just didn't want to be there with you because you get on my nerves. And then I was working at Regions. I was a, a universal bank teller. And that was my first big girl job. And your girl was tired. Like, I, I legit needed naps. I was peopling all day and performing all day and learning all day and training all day. It was just so much. And... I would get home and be sleep. I mean, knocked out cold by like 8.30. Like, I mean, knocked out cold by 8.30. So, you know what I mean? At 8, I'm nodding off. and You know, I'm losing my train of thought. We in the middle of a conversation and I'm just drifting on a memory. It's like, girl, I'm sad. I'm about to go to sleep. And you're like, you don't stay up with me. You always sleep. We will spend no time together. This is awful. And I'm like, I'm tired. I'm sorry. I'm ex- I don't know what you want me to do. This is my first time being an adult. I I don't understand how y'all don't take naps. How are you making it through the day? And it's because all y'all is addicted to caffeine. Okay? That's really what I should have told your ass. But I'm, you know, asking you these questions, doing these things, trying to be nice and politically correct. And then you told me that you didn't want to go to that fucking fair with me. And I said, I don't understand. And you said something else, flip it. Because you was just flipping. And I said, okay, that is motherfucking it. I looked at your bags and I said, you don't have to be here. We don't have to do this. We ain't got no kids. We ain't got no house. We ain't got nothing in our names together. We can just cold turkey split this bitch, okay? Ain't nothing keeping us here. And you was looking at me just incredulously like, okay, you can't tell me that. Like, I'm mad at you. I'm the one that's supposed to be mad. I grabbed those suitcases, opened the door, and tossed them out. All your shit. You got to go. Your shit got to go. If I need to drive up there to get my stuff today, I will. I will come back and live with my mama because I'm not about to be in no place where I'm my wife can't tell me that she's upset with me and we can't enjoy a night at the fair and you tell me you don't want to go to the fucking fair with me. I'm not about to live that life. I'm not about to be unhappy. We ain't got to be unhappy. We ain't got to do this. Do all that shit out through you out. You went to your mama house and then I called my sister. Broke down. Just crying. Boo-hooing, boo-hooing. And I'm like, I threw all her stuff out. 
I just, it's got so hard. Now, mind you, my sister, she had just gotten married too. She got married in June of 2016. Um, and so we're, we're going through this newlywed phase together. Now she'd been with her husband for years. Uh, they had two girls together. Like, you know, they, they were a couple, couple, long-term couple. And so, you know, she's like, India, why would you throw her stuff out? You really gotta, you know, hone it in. How would you feel if she just threw your stuff out of her mama house and, you know, threw your keys down the stairs? What what the heck? You really got to people. OK, you got to talk. Use your words. And I'm like, I just my feelings. They're so hurt. Why would she say that? I don't mean them like I don't want us to break up. And I'm having all of these revelations and I'm telling my sister this and she's telling me. Okay, you telling me that you don't want to break up with her, you don't want to get a divorce, it's nice, but now that you said that stuff, it's out there. So maybe you're no longer thinking about getting a divorce, but now that that idea is planted, maybe she's thinking about getting a divorce and she's going to hold on to that. Like, you're here now, you're ready to reconcile and make it better, work on things, figure it out, but what if she don't want to do that? And you just gave her that out. And I was, oh my God, I think that's the scaredest I've ever been in our relationship. It was like, oh man, what if she doesn't come back? But I think you called me and asked me if I was hungry because when you left, I was like basically stranded at, at my mom's. Well, not stranded, but I didn't have a car. Um, and you were like, you know, I know you hadn't eaten and I just wanted to make sure that you ate again food. Key to my heart. All you got to do is give me food and I will forgive you. You think I'm just supposed to forgive you, Junior? Yes, I will forgive you. Um. <laughs> oh, wow. Kingdom Come. That's a 2014. That is definitely a 2014 movie kicking it all the way back to the beginning. Um. So, yeah, that was our first big fight. I feel like we learned a lot about each other and our resiliency as a couple and understanding that friendship really should be at the root of it because if you can't enjoy a night at the fair what how are you gonna enjoy anything you know what's more fun than the fair for me there's not a lot of things that are more fun than the fair and so making sure that our our friendship and our our marriage, our relationship could withstand a night at the fair, even when we were at odds was was really important to me. And and moving forward, we absolutely had, we we made really great, really great strides. In 2016, we created Do We're Married at the end of 2016 and and launched that blog, which really catapulted us into the the spotlight and and into being creators and digital content um, providers and bloggers and just really catapulted us into a, a different life trajectory as working together, even all that good stuff, all those planted seeds were, were in 2016. Oh, what else in 2016? Oh, we got kittens. We got Olive and Doobie. I named Olive because Olive Juice, the joke, and Olive Rice Thompson sounds like I love Rice Thompson. You named Doobie not after joints or weed, as many people think, but after the Doobie Brothers. And I don't know why people don't believe that. I understand we smoke, but that's why we named that cat Doobie, okay? Let's just settle that, close the case on that. And kitten parenting was very fun. 
and then it wasn't. I don't know if that was 2016 where it really escalated. I believe that that's 2017. So y'all gonna have to stay tuned for the next episode. Um, but before we move on, we've got some more fun things that happened in 2016, like the Detroit Burger Brawl. That was our first road trip and planned weekend getaway as a married couple. We went to Detroit and I found these tickets for this um, burger brawl. I'd never heard of a burger brawl before, but I was always on the events websites because I, I be wanting stuff to do. And so I was like, oh, wow, all of these different samplings of burgers. And then you like rank them. It's a competition. This is right up my alley. I think we should go. We went, oh my goodness, it was so great. We had the meat sweats. It was so hot outside. They didn't have any tents. <laughs> Nothing to, to cover you or block you from the sun. And we were just pounding burgers, eating bites after bite after bite. And those burgers were so good. Oh my God. Some people had like sides. So they would have like a little uh, cup with ketchup and fries in the side. Some people had shots for a side some people had Arnold Palmer's for a side some people had chicken wings on top of their burgers it was just delicious my absolute favorite thing in the world to do is eat all pun intended and the burger brawl did not disappoint the burger that we voted for first place won first place because that motherfucker was delicious I went to my first casino the MGM Grand Casino oh my gosh do you remember that delicious brunch place we went to oh it was in that little hole in the wall it was owned by that black family they were so awesome and that food was so good we were so stuffed we saw Cedric the entertainer in the elevator we walked that street I forget what the street is called in Detroit but it's famous and it's it's like walkable it was like the mass ave but better of of Detroit Oh, that was a really great trip. We stayed at that hotel that was connected to the airport. And, oh, I love watching planes take off and land. So when you booked that hotel, I was like, this girl, she just really gets me. Like all day and night, I just watched airplanes cab their way or taxi their way to the different gates and land and take off. Oh, it was just it was it was a really great trip. It was just a really great trip. I want to say we did another cross-country road trip in 2016. Or was that 2017? I believe that was 2017 too. So stay tuned for real for the next episode. Um, The last thing that I'll talk about for 2016 is our move. Our move from West Lafayette to, oh no. Girl, you left me. You remember that? Right before we moved back to Indianapolis for the admissions recruiter position for IUPUI that I accepted, you left for a month, the month of September, to go to the BDL, BDSLP program at AT&T to be a business rep. Yeah, I was so fucking sad, bro. I was so sad. And it was like I was really trying to put on a brave face and I was doing a good job until I saw Martia. <laughs> and I'm forever, forever grateful to that woman to this day. I am at work. Okay, picture this. I'm a wreck. I'm at work. I hate my job. My branch manager 
was so burnt out by the time that they hired me that he just could not do anything else. He did not want to do anything else. He felt like he had employees and people that he can depend on. And so my man was literally leaning so heavily on this new employee shield that I was like, you are crushing me with too much responsibility and I am in charge of way too much money and I don't even understand how the fuck this shit works. And so I'm just very unhappy in my job. And so you left to advance your career, which you did. And you did so great as a, as a business rep. Um, I, I still support, support the decision wholeheartedly to this day. And also it was one of the hardest things that I've ever done. We were newlyweds and it was like, I have to go a whole month without seeing you and sleeping next to you and just having that companionship, that friendship, like you were my best friend. And it was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? So picture it. I'm a wreck. And it's lunchtime. And I said, it's freezing in this bank. I don't want to sit here for my lunch. Like I'm going to go to the grocery store that's connected. My bank was on a on Purdue's campus in West Lafayette. So, you know, it was very student friendly. Everything was connected. And I love grocery stores, love walking around grocery stores, seeing what's new, what's happening in the in the world of food. And I run into Martia and Martia is a whole big to do on Purdue's campus. And she's a whole big to do in Teresa's world and now our world. And I run into her and I'm, you know, making it real good for the most part. And I'm just like, oh, hey, yeah, how are you? I'm great. I work at the bank at the end of the block. Yeah, no. Teresa isn't here. She's in Atlanta for training. She's doing so great. She's meeting all these people. Everyone loves her. And then I look at Martia and Martia looks at me and I start to tear up. I'm like, oh my God, I'm lying. (laughs) I'm the saddest I've ever been. I just, I know, I've I've known no deeper, darker despair. And she reaches out to hug me and I'm looking at her like, no, don't do this. We are in a public place, ma'am. I do not do tears. At this point, 2016, uh, Year India does not do tears. I am not very emotionally expressive in that way. And so for me to be tearing up, I really felt that I was going to thug those tears back down. But when Martia reached for me for that hug, I said, oh, no. No, 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 this is not good. And, and and so I let her hug me and I am just like, I feel the shaking coming on. And she was like, hey, you're okay. Keep it together. Hold it together. My brother and his wife, they do long distance. They, you know, they live in different countries. I believe uh, the wife was in Canada and the brother was in the States. And she was like, they love each other and they're happy. And, you know, a month is going to go by before you know it. Like she just gave me this words of encouragement and told me that I can do it. And I had a trip planned to see you anyway for your birthday. And so I was like, oh, that's what I needed. Okay. I can now face the remaining days. (laughs) Because I'm telling you, I was going down. I'm going down. I was going down. Cause trees wasn't around. 
baby. Whole world outside now. I'm just keep singing terribly and off key because uh, apparently that's my jam in this podcast series. Um, but I got to visit you in Atlanta, and that was the first time that we experienced together what living in a luxury apartment was like. Oh my god, that building was fancy as fuck, and you had that Uber pass. We were Ubering everywhere for free. We were walking downtown. I was walking you downtown to work. Um, I was exploring throughout the day. Like I feel like that really set the the groundwork for us living in LA and downtown LA. And <laughs> the apartment was beautiful. The view was beautiful. The amenities were great. It, it they had a trash valet. Like you just sat the shit outside the door and. It's like little minions would come and just whoop, 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 sweep it away. It was great. And I think that was, it was a foreshadowing. Like you were doing this boss ass career move. I was accepting this boss ass career move, this change of position. You were in a change of position and we were experiencing this level of luxury together. And it was like, oh yeah, this is our life. Get used to this. And <laughs> I met your coworkers and <laughs> that guy made me eat that super rare steak he had like had this caveman hunk of meat and he grilled it I swear for 30 seconds on each side and was like bite it and I was like oh hell no fuck you Mm-mm. see I'll eat then I was eating medium whale steak but after that night and after tap, just tasting and sampling all those damn steaks that your coworkers made me taste it changed from medium well to medium rare, which makes all the difference. That steak is good, y'all. That steak is good. But uh, we figured out pretty quickly that Atlanta was not the city for us and that we could not move to Atlanta because your allergies were off the chain and the humidity. Oh, my God. It was so thick. And I think the intensity of that city was too much for me. Like some people say LA is too much, but I think Atlanta is too much for us. Like the scene is, whoo, it's heavy, honey, pressure, just pressure. Um, <laughs> what else? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, after that boss ass move, me accepting that admissions recruiter position at IEPY, we moved to Indianapolis where we will stay until 2020. So, yeah, I, I will leave you all with this journal entry from Friday, August 12, 2016. And when I say y'all, I mean you, my darling. Starts off with a quote. For a marriage to be successful, you have to fall in love every day and always with the same person. Anonymous. Why you got to be anonymous? I got to know. I got to know. Your name, your name, your name. Why you gotta be anonymous? Man, if y'all ain't watched Bobby Valentino's Unsung, y'all are truly missing out on a really great story. Um, Sorry, that was a bit of a tangent. Okay, this morning, I woke up in a hurry with you, my very best friend, and couldn't remember if I kissed you as we parted and hope that you had a better day. But you being the awesome wife that you are, came by to remind me of all of the reasons why I am beyond blessed to have you in my life. You are so worth it. You are enough. In my day and a half absence, I'm sure you'll be working like crazy, but 
Be sure to stay hydrated. And by that, I mean drink lots of water. Also, please, please, please remember to eat. I don't want any scares from you, Missy. I mean it. Make sure to feed the kids, the children. (laughs) Okay, I'm done nagging now. I love you to the moon and back and more than all the brown M&Ms in the whole world. And I'm talking the crispy M&Ms, but you knew that. (laughs) I'll miss you terribly. Your loving and appreciative wife. Whoo, girl, do I love you. (laughs) And I feel like I've always known that I was going to choose to be in the fight. And I don't mean fight in a way that's like, you know, negative, like we're fighting against each other, but in the fight to continue to see just how awesome and transformative this love has been and this love can be. And (laughs) wow. I'm 27 and I've been with you for seven years and married to you for five. You're like, literally, you've been my whole world, my whole life. And I still am a whole person. Like, I was able to grow within our relationship, our friendship, our marriage to be an individual person, a whole part of a bigger whole. And I think I'm just really appreciative of that. And new new quote that my sister gave to me a couple a couple years back was she said uh, an older couple she'd asked them you know what's the secret to being married and the gentleman had said never falling out of love at the same time that was his his secret to why his marriage with his wife lasted so long and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put that in into play here and in addition to that. To the quote that I just read, add, add that quote on um, to boot, you know, understanding that it's going to be ebbs, it's going to be flows, it's going to be light, it's going to be dark. And also that it's going to be okay, that it's all a part of the process. I am a person who loves love. I, I love heartbreak. I love the process of love, the steps, the the learning, the unlearning, the routine, the falling out of the routine, like. I I love love and I think that has made all of the difference um with us. <laughs> all right. That's enough for today. I'll see you back here tomorrow for the next year on the list, which is 2017. Ooh. I don't know what I'm gonna say about that one yet, so we'll see. But before turning to kiss me with the passion and ferocity of the goddess of love, Venus herself. Open your Spotify app and check out the curated playlist I've created for today's podcast episode. And remember, you are so, 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 so worth this and so much more. Thank you for loving me and for allowing me to love you in return. And now turn around. Kiss me, woman. I deserve it.